Welcome to Talking Confidence with me, Holly Kaplan. Having confidence in the workplace is essential for progress, fulfillment, and yes, survival. The issue is that confidence doesn't always come easy and is impacted and influenced along the way. Well, as a confidence coach, I know the key to finding and keeping your confidence is to recognize how professional situations have affected how you think of yourself. In this podcast together, we will examine exactly what impacts women's confidence in the workplace. We're going to get raw in these episodes. We are going to peel back the layers of social interactions, company culture, gender discrimination, ageism, and more. My guests will include entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and business owners. We are going to get down to what these women are really feeling. Expect vulnerability, openness, and relatability. But most importantly, expect to find your confidence. The importance of networking should not be underestimated. I say this because I did not do it for years. Even though I worked for large corporations, my market was very exclusive. Like it was great to know the influencers in my field or have meetings with thought leaders at trade shows. But at the end of the day, my business didn't depend on it. But, big but here, when I left to start my own business, because I had not been actively networking in my community, I was behind. I started my business from scratch, thinking that through visibility on social media or putting up a website that a sustainable business would suddenly appear. Wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) Here's what's more embarrassing. It took me a year to figure out that my social media and website model was not working. But why? I was religiously posting three times a week, doing the Facebook ad thing, blogging. But you know what? I wasn't networking. I still was working in my own lane, not thinking about the power of face-to-face relationships. If it were not for my friend, Jolene Risch, who invited me to my first local networking meeting here in Dallas, I don't know if the realization would have come to me in time. So why is it important to network? I think the example I just shared is just one reason, and there are so many more, which is why I'm excited to bring this episode to you today specifically on the power of networking. My guests, Susan Bryant and Fawn Jennings, will both share their thoughts on networking, how it has worked for them, and how we can use it to help each other professionally and personally. Be sure to listen through to the end of this episode so you can hear my two tips on the importance of networking. But first, here's more of my guests. Susan Bryant is a principal of the public accounting firm MB Group, specializing in serving business owners, stakeholders, and families with tax services, consulting, retirement planning, and advising. Proud to own a certified women-owned business, she employs a world-class team of certified, experienced professionals that share the same vision for approaching and solving problems while focusing on their clients' futures. Fong Jennings is the Regional Vice President for Economic Group Pension Services, a nationally recognized third-party administrator and actuarial company with offices in multiple states, including Texas. With over 20 years of industry experience, Fong works with financial professionals, CPAs, HR professionals, attorneys, and other trusted advisors to help companies and business owners create tax-deductible plan design and strategies using retirement plans such as 401k, profit-sharing, defined benefit, and cash balance plans. Fong's in-depth experience and passion to helping others understand the complex world of the IRS rules and regulations surrounding these plans have earned her the trust of those she works with. Susan and Fong, thank you so much for being with me here today on this episode. I'm so excited to have the both of you here. Super excited to be here too. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. I'm thrilled that you're here because you guys are two of my fairly new friends through our networking group, but I feel like I've known you forever. And I can honestly say that. So you guys are both really special and I appreciate you doing this episode with me today because we have a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get into our topic, how did we meet? How do we know each other? I, you know, I was actually reflecting back on this and I think it was provisors, but it might've been before Provisors, I mean, it was kind of blurry a little bit, Holly. Yeah. But it was like the people from Provisors. It sort of like, I don't know, just enveloped it and just said, Phew. Yeah, and it did. And you're part of the group. And I was like, oh, okay. Holly's part of our group. Awesome. Yes. I think we had met at a dream team meeting at some point, maybe in previous years. And then we both ended up in Provisors, which is amazing. And Fong, we met through Provisors, period. Yes, it- was absolutely provisors with both you lovely ladies. Um, as I'm a newer transplant here uh, to Texas, I definitely have um, met a lot of friends through provisors, which has been amazing. Yes. And you're a provisors veteran. You've been around for a while because you were, yeah. in their, like you said, you were in their LA group and now you're here with us in the Dallas area. Yes. Woohoo. And uh, it, yeah, so it's it's been about eight years for me in the provisors network. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's truly meeting amazing, amazing, uh, just, you know, colleagues, individuals, but, you know, those that are kind of on the same journey and road as us in the business networking community. And so, um, it's been wonderful. Well, that's actually a perfect segue because I would love for you ladies to each tell the audience a little bit about you before we get into our questions. So Fong, tell us a little about your background and your business today. Sure, sure. So I've been doing um, uh, what's called TPA, um, third party administration for the last 20 plus years. I'll stop at 20 because, you know, who wants to count after that? <laughs> but uh, but it, so essentially I just help um, businesses and companies uh, design their retirement plans like their 401k and cash balance, defined benefit plans, um, certain types of retirement plans for tax strategies and really provide employee benefits for their employees. That's terrific. That's terrific. And you work between Texas and California, which just amazes me because I know you're back and forth a lot. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's, it's great because I kind of get the best of both worlds to be able to go back and see old friends and colleagues and business uh, partners, and then, you know, get to meet new ones out here. Yes. We're glad to have you in Dallas, selfishly. So, Susan, tell us about you. Well, man, I got a lot to say. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a CPA, and so people like Fong are my hero because they help my clients to save a lot of tax dollars. And tax savings are the name of the game. That's what I spend a lot of time on is coming up with ideas so that people can change their financial future simply by paying less in tax. It, it can happen. So I work with a lot of business owners who can help them get on the right path, get their accounting organized, get a tax strategy in place and build the business of their dreams. Right. And can, can I brag on you for a minute? Didn't you <laughs> sure. just get, an, didn't you just get an award? I did, I, which is crazy. Uh, but I went out to Florida and I was honored as an enterprising woman of the year for 2022. Wow. 
Yeah. What a, that is absolutely astounding. Um, I actually learned some uh, really amazing things um, about um, female entrepreneurs. Um, one of the things that I learned is that only 42% of female-owned businesses ever hit the million dollar in revenue mark. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. I did not I mean, know like, that. What? And if you That's ever really meet, sad. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, is it's just like why it's just not enough support. And what's interesting is is that if ever a female founded a startup wants to go get like venture capital or angel money, um, like from an angel investor, uh, generally they're only awarded two percent of the of the funds. Oh, that's very interesting. Wow. So it's a, it's a, I learned a lot. I was inspired. There's so many women organizations that are really helping female entrepreneurs to uh, come together. And it's one of the things that makes me love Provisor so much is because we have the women's affinity group and it allows us to come together as females to yes really empower each other and help each other in a lot of ways to make our businesses successful. Yes. I could not do what I'm doing now without you guys. Like, and I've only been in Provisors for a year. But I, without provisors, I don't think I'd be this busy and I'm grateful for that and your friendships, of course. So, um, which leads me to our first question, which is the purpose of the show is why is it important for women to network? And I'm going to start with this because I know you guys have a lot more better things to say than I do is because I did not network because I was in medical device sales in corporate America. And what we did was very like, hospital doctor company. It was very close knit like that. Like you didn't have to network. If you did, it was maybe with a nurse in the hospital or someone in purchasing. It wasn't about expanding who you knew to help you drive your business. So when I came out of corporate, I was like, I got a what? Wait, I get to meet people now, you know? And so I learned late and I wish I would not have waited as long as I did. So that's why I think it's important. Now I'm going to turn it over to Fong. Tell me, tell me why you think it's important for women to network. Yeah. And I, um, it, it's such a great question. I think, um, especially, and I'll kind of talk about something that's really more in line with, uh, my industry, right. Um, in the financial services world, uh, you know, it's really male dominated and, and there's far in and less of the females, um, out there doing what we do. So with that being said, you know, I feel that um, really any industry, you know, I mean, from the aspect of, you know, females, we understand each other. There's, you know, the, the ability for us to collaborate and support one another is super um, essential because we're all, you know, as we're busy professionals, we're also, you know, moms or mm-hmm. you know, wives and, you know, there's stuff that as another female, we understand each other and we can help, you know, kind of, um, walk that road alongside each other. Um, I would say, you know, having another female as a mentor, you know, who's maybe just a few steps ahead of you, um, is, is also amazing to, you know, to feel like you're not alone. Right. <laughs> and, and to be able to just, you know, provide feedback and guidance and, Hey, what are you doing in this situation? Um, and, and, and the other part of it too, I feel is essential is the ability to give back what you've been given. So as you know, more of a veteran in, in, in the business world, you know, having somebody that's newer in, you know, starting out their business 
to be able to come alongside and say, you know what, I've been there, done that. I've been in your shoes and, and help guide people. And I think that is a blessing that we receive back by giving back. I agree. It's so validating too. Mm-hmm. Susan, <clears throat> what do you think? <clears throat> well, I just am just like you, Holly. I started late doing this. As a matter of fact, when we bought out the last male business partner of our firm, I was handed the reins for business development. And I went home and I bawled <laughs> my eyes out. And I was like, I can't do this. I don't, I don't golf. I don't go to happy hours. I got kids to pick up from school every day. I can't do this. I will never win in this game. I felt like the odds were stacked against me. It was impossible. I was not, I will, I will lose. Um, and my husband was like, Susan, you're already doing business development. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm not, you know? Um, so I think a couple things that I think is important about networking is it reinforces or gets rid of this imposter syndrome stuff, right? That everybody wants to talk about, like, we all need to believe it's possible to be whatever we want. And especially women, I mean, we're, we're told a lot of times, you know, society has dictated, my daughter says, just blame society for everything, mom, like, okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I think, you know, in a lot of ways, we're, we're trying to unlearn some of the things that have been sort of, we've been conditioned to accept. And I think network is networking, especially networking with women, give us gives us a platform to be able to learn how to express ourselves in a different way. To as Fong had mentioned, like lift each other up, empower other women, be a giver, uh, help other people solve problems, um, and and also learn learn how to talk about what we do, learn how to share our story with other people. And in some cases, create a safe place to talk about things that are uncomfortable and that can sometimes be empowering for other women to know, like, I struggled with this. Oh, you struggle with that? Wow. I didn't know that you seem so successful. There's no way I would have thought you ever struggled with that. And it really takes the people who have been um, kind of as, as Fong likes to say, the veterans, right? The people who've sort of, we're a little war-torn. We've, we've tried, we've tested the waters, we've done everything. You know, we can create a pathway for everybody behind us. So that was a lot of words. Um, but I think it's just, it helps us build ourselves and each other. I agree because, again, like I said, I didn't have that before. Didn't have a mentor didn't talk to anyone who had been through what I was going through. And I was like kind of lost. And now we don't have that anymore. I can call either of you anytime for personal or professional questions. And I know that you're there. And I think that is so important. All right, Susan, I'm going to go back to you because I think this is, this is an important question because I didn't know at first, what should you look for? What for, what should our female listeners look for when they're seeking a networking group? Mm. You know, I think this is tough because I think we need to push ourselves a little outside of our comfort zone. And sometimes that means going someplace where maybe we are the minority, right? So even though I want to collaborate with a lot of women, sometimes I will show up in places where maybe I am a little different. Like I know there's this cigar and whiskey event that happens every month in Dallas. And I was joking with a guy and I was like, Hey, I really want to go to that. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll send you the invite. And I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I think sometimes we got to do some things like that, but I think like-minded people, abundance mindset, people who share your same passion for what they do, 
they have the same service attitude, the same intentions, you know, and integrity when it comes to serving their clients. Like there's a lot of things I think for in the character of the people that you want to network with. But I think we also have to look at like, does this advance me in some way? Does this get me in front of people I don't know? Does this get me into circles I'm not familiar with where my name is not like known? And does that help me now get to a different set of referral sources? Because I mean, networking is clearly about building my business and getting referrals. So the more people I know who are talking about me in those networking, I don't know, circles, populations, like the better job I'm doing networking. Right. Right. I agree. Fong, what do you think? You know, I, I absolutely 100% agree with that. And, um, you know, it kind of reminded me of um, during, you know, the last two years of COVID, actually, when it first, uh, the first shutdown, and I was, of course, back in California at the time, um, a bunch of the networking group, there was a bunch of, of actually, you know, guys that started a poker tournament online, but to network and to play, you know, poker. And I'm like, hey, I like to play poker. And they're like, okay, just like to Susan's point, you know, why not, you know, grab a, a glass of wine in the evening and join online and play poker with them. And we're able to talk about business, but play poker and try to kick each other's butts. And that was out of my norm. And, you know, and pretty soon there was other, of course, females that joined too. But, you know, it, it does, you know, getting out of your element, you know, the, the comfort zone, um, I think as far as the networking groups, uh, what to look for, I would say just um, groups that are, you know, that there's synergy and collaboration, you know, ones that are, you know, not all about me, but, you know, are, you know, like I said, givers and relationship builders, right? And, right. you know, because I think that is mm-hmm. when we do business, it's great to do business with people that we know, like, trust, right? I mean, as we know, the no like, trust, refer model of provisors, it truly, um, it truly works. And that's really what, um, you know, those words in that category and those in, in that, um, you know, chain of, of command really does flow that way. You know, you want to work with people. Um, that you know and like, and if you trust them, you're going to refer them. And so I think all that, these are good qualities and ingredients of just a great networking group. If you can find that. I agree with you. And to your point about if you can find it, I recommend for women that are listening that go guest in different groups. Not every group is going to be for you. And if you go to XYZ networking group in Cleveland and it doesn't feel good for you, then don't go back, but at least you tried it because you will ultimately find a group that does work for you because they're all a little bit different. So I, I think when I'm looking back, like I tried to join everything at once. So I was like, Oh my God, this is so much fun. But then I was like, wait, I really feel like I belong here and here and not in five different networking groups. So I would encourage women to go out and test drive it and see where you fit in and don't feel obligated to have to join until you really feel like you're committed and you've got your, your people. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I think that's sometimes a mistake that we make also is that we're trying to force something, you know, it's the whole square peg round hole kind of thing where it's yep. like, well, yeah, but I'm trying to get into the real estate industry or whatever vertical or whatever industry. And you're trying to force yourself to do something, even though it doesn't feel right. And it's really important to trust your instincts. And, and if you don't feel like you're going to fit in, then you won't 
make those relationships and they won't result in the desired impact. Right. So, right. Yeah, that's and I think that's a good question to ask yourself is what is your desired impact? What do you want to do by joining this group? And what is it going to do for you? So, yeah, because I mean, some people network for different reasons. I mean, shoot, some people might be looking for a date. I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, future spouse <laughs> or <laughs> I mean, other people are there strictly for business purposes, other people to learn. I mean, there's lots of education yeah. that happens yeah. in those things. So, you know, you're right. It really, it, there are different intentions of what people are trying to get out of it. Yes. Yes. I agree. Because the different groups I've been with, everyone has a different, different goal. Fong, anything more on this before I move on to the next question? Nope. I think this was all great points. Okay. So then I love this question. What could women be doing to elevate each other in networking groups? And who wants to go first on this one? I love this question. Okay. I'll take a shot at it. So my first thought on this is that uh, women should first be looking for ways that they can support each other. If from a networking perspective, we're looking at like strictly growing a business is to how can I, mm-hmm. how can I use my client base, my, my current list of you know, people in my network or, um, or prospects or any other types of relationships that I have ships that I have to advance the other woman. Right. Right. So we're looking deep into the, what else could I be doing for this person? So women really need to do that. Uh, the other thing is we need to give really good feedback. I actually had a conversation with a junior attorney not too long ago, and she had been out doing business development with her male superior. And I said, well, what do you think is going to happen when, you know, the client or whoever you're talking to in the network has somebody to refer? And she's like, oh, well, they're going to refer it to him. And I was like, exactly. Oh. You need to stop networking with him. You need to go build your own network. And so I think that's the other thing is we get to help younger people build their network, their networks. And I think that that will be really empowering um, for women to help um, a junior person. So don't compete, collaborate, help, introduce, give, give, like give, 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 give. Let's just put that on repeat forever and ever. Right. I agree. Fonger. Yeah, no, I, I, I would totally agree with that. And I think that takes a lot of intentionality, right? I mean, for instance, you know, to Susan's point, um, that whole give, 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 we're all busy professionals and, you know, but to go out and extend that extra helping hand, right? Whether it be an introduction can go a long way. Introduction mm-hmm. to somebody that you, you know, as, as we're going about our day networking um, and, and creating a, you know, larger Rolodex of professionals that we can lean on, um, call up with a question to, hey, my client really needs your help, right? And, um, but but with, 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 with that thread, it's like along the way, you know, somebody, another, you know, woman that you know is, they're struggling either um, maybe grabbing coffee, you know, that intentionality could be like, Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee and like, Hey, how can I help you? Right. And, and extending, you know, our, our time and, and that time can be crafting an email to introduce them because you're right. thinking about how can I help others? Um, so I think that those are just, you know, you know, as far as like just qualities on how we can really elevate other women is, like, how can I be of service? How can I help so-and-so out 
Um, I recently met a younger gal. She's like, probably it's funny because she's like um, only a couple years uh, older than my daughter, you know, 26 or 27 years old. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you could be my kid, my, my daughter. And, you know, she's doing business development and really new into it. And just, you know, being able to say, hey, have you checked out this group or that group? And so introducing and, and inviting her to right. certain events um, and kind of, you know, t- extending that, that, that hand just to say, you know, check this out, do this, do that. Here's what I've done, right? Share our, 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 our successes or failures, right? And so others, hopefully, if they can learn from it, um, that's helping, you know, them kind of fast pace their career. Right. And so that feels great to be able to do that. Right. And I love what you said. You, I think just opening up the conversation with to help elevate each other is how can I help you? How can I help I you? Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's opening a door right there. And it's going to make that other person feel comfortable because be like, this person really wants to know about me and help me. And then they give it back. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the invitation, Fong, right? Invitation means a lot. I think the one thing that I will say about what not to do is like, I've been to plenty of networking things uh, many moons ago and even recently where it's really cookie. And that is something that we just have to constantly be aware of. Um, and there's a few people in our provisors group who are excellent at busting those things down and being so super inclusive and being like, Oh, I want you to meet this person. I want you to meet this person. And I think we, we have to, we have to guard against that. I know we know each other, like, especially if it's in a group where, you know, people, we just have to be inclusive of the people who are not as familiar with us because it makes, it can make a world of difference to that person. It's like being the new kid on the playground. I mean, it hurts when you're not included. Right. Right. And I want to give Deborah McMurray and Judy Barton a shout out to that because when I joined joined ProVisors, they were both all about it. Like I think we were having coffee and lunch immediately. And it was like they had been there for me the whole time. I'm like, wow, is this what it's all about? And then I meet you two and everybody's like that. It's just amazing. It's just yeah. amazing. I, I think that really goes down to values of the group, but yeah, you're right. Uh, it, 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 it makes a really big difference and it changes your traction in the group. Yeah. So we we need to be doing that for each other. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the flip side of this. Now we're networking. Now we know lots of people. We're elevating each other. We are busy as all get out. How do you not get burned out? Because that can happen. It can. You can get burned out on networking when you do so much and you're giving so much and you enjoy it, but it can be a little bit too much. What do you do when you get burned out? I don't know. I was joking that I was going to make a video and like do a <laughs> Zoom share screen. And I'm going to be like, watch this video as I introduce myself. And then I'll come back in like 10 minutes. Because <laughs> I mean, we are kind of saying a lot of the same things a lot of the time. Like, what's your background? Who are you? Who's, what's your firm about? What's your ideal client? Right. I mean, y'all know this is kind of the spiel, right? Um, so it's, it's tough to to remain engaged without being on autopilot. Maybe is the right way to, right. to say that's it. Right, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and get connected. Stay connected to people because when you do too much, you're not connecting as much as you really want to personally. For sure, for sure. right? You're just tired, right? Yeah, you're just tired. Well, and I think I've gone to the point where you know, in my earlier 
earlier days as well, you know, and I mean, like when I first started ProVisors guesting four or five times a week with Troika. So as you can imagine, I know, and that was in person. So there's a lot of drive time too. Um, and you get to a point where you're like, something's got to give, right? So now for me, it's, it's, you know, it's about quality versus quantity, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And, and so, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I truly am a believer in just, you know, everything in life, you know, moderation and balance, because you can run so hard, you know, and if you're, you're driven to, you know, this ultra success of being this networking queen, great. But for me as a mom and as a wife, something had to give, which was time spent with my family, you know? And, and so I think I got to a point, you know, where I still network, but again, there's, there's still intentionality. There is still, you know, just, just using wisdom in that sense of, okay, do I really need to be at this one? Do I need to guess five times a week at this point? Not really. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's a fine line. It really is. And it really depends on the season of life you're in um, the season of, of life, as far as your career, you know, are you just getting started and all, you know, and if you're already kind of more seasoned in your profession um, where you have incoming business coming in that you don't have to burn out and be out there at the same level as you were when you didn't have any, clients in the pipeline. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's one of those things just, and, and, and I think that's where that mentorship from another female that's gone before you can kind of help guide and just kind of like provide maybe again, share your successes and failures and help others to see like, here's what I did. Not really necessarily telling what to do, but share what's worked for you and what didn't. Right. And then people can be smart enough to make their their decisions, right? And navigate towards all that. Right. It helps it helps them get better at it. So I, I get that too. I take a break and I love networking, but sometimes I'll have to like consciously take a break for a week and then get back into it. And when I get back into it, I feel like I'm refreshed again and I'm ready to go again. I have more to talk about you know, and I'm more engaged with it. So I recommend it. If you need a break from it, just take a little break from it. It's okay. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be right there. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that's complicated, the networking thing, which I, I it's, I have like a love hate relationship with it is I love like the Calendly links where you mm-hmm. can click it and then you don't have to back and forth, you know, 700 times till it's like, okay, yes, I'm available on oh. you know, October the 10th at 2 PM. Oh, finally we found a time. <laughs> Oh, we, you know, we found a way to simplify that. But the problem is on the other side of it is is that they can book something anytime unless you remember (laughs) going and change the parameters, right? So I, I end up looking at my day and I'm like, what, wait a minute, this is like, who let this happen? And then, I mean, I, I have to like turn it. I was like, oh, I'm the one who let this happen to myself. So I think, um, I, I think you're right, Holly. I think we got to block. We know we need to block off time for non-networking and more focus work, or yes. even if it's not like work work. I'm not, I'm not talking about like doing the thing that you do like every day, like tasks. Even if it's just other stuff that's not networking, just block it off. Right. Yeah, I agree. Just block it off. Yeah. Just block it off. I think it's a good way to do it. Fong, anything else on this topic? 
Nope. No. I think, okay. I think we've covered. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this next question. What makes a strong networking group? I, I want to share my points on this one because I have been to so many like-minded individuals, people that think like you and function like you, um, and trust. Trust is key. Like even in the very beginning when you're first meeting somebody, like if Fong and I trade emails and she gets right back to me, that even something that simple begins to create that trust. And you don't find that everywhere. So I think ugh, value and trust are two of the things to me that make a strong networking group. But I'd love to hear what you ladies think. Yeah, I think alongside of that is sort of this, um, that they feel accountable. Uh, I think that goes back to sort of what builds some of the trust. But I want to know that when I refer someone to, you know, one of someone in my network, like one of my clients to someone in my network, I want them to feel accountable for making sure that everything goes right with the client, you know? So, and, and even if they don't end up doing business together, that they did everything they, they could to help them, which sort of goes back to what you were saying, Holly, about that we function according to the same values. So there's, I think it's sort of this, it's this woven sort of fabric of, of, of things that sort of tie people together. And it's, it is the values. It is the accountability. It's the trust. It's, that they've been sort of vetted. You've they've been proven. They've proven themselves too. Right, you. right. So I think it's like all. It's like all of those. All of those things. Their their reputation. Right. Their way of thinking. Even like, are they like nineteen hundreds thinking or are they innovative progressive thinking? How does that hang out with like what you think, right? And how you function. So I think there's also that too. My mindset. You had mentioned that mindset, but like approach. Right. That makes a difference too. Because I don't think we're not transactional. I mean, we do have transactions, but that's not how we lead. And I've been, I had a meeting today I was telling you about that was a part of a networking group and it was purely transactional. It's like, slow, slow your roll. So that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to buy something from you. And that's, that's for me a turnoff, but, um, Sorry, Fong. What, over to you. Tell yeah. me about what you. What do you think makes a strong networking group? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything that you ladies have mentioned. Um, and I think to that, you know, I, I think that's what really sets apart and differentiates the provisors community that we belong to versus, and not to name drop, but you know, some certain other ones that you may have people trying to sell you candles or you know whatnot, right? And yeah. nothing wrong with that, but. You know, we're of the same caliber, um, you know, as far as that, that you know, common goals and, and, and values and really kind of running that same race. Um, so so with that, you know, to what Susan mentioned, I love that Provisors has a very deep vetted process, you know. And so even if you don't know them, um, you know that somebody sat down with them, you know, and have already gone through to at least like they're, they're capable what they do. Right. And so for us getting to know them is really at a point of, you know, essentially getting to know who they are as a person, how they operate, how they communicate. Can we trust them to put them in front of our clients? Um, and, and, and so it's not about, you know, capability. They've been in business for 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. They must know what they're doing. You would hope. Right. But 
you know, but the different personality matches and whatnot when we're, you know, um, uh, referring them, especially to, you know, our precious clients, we want right. to you know those are, that's, what's important for us when we're sitting down and getting to know these people on a personal level. Um, and so absolutely trust, you know, and, and also just having, um, you know, different options, right. I mean, you know, a CPA like, like Susan, who's amazing at what she does, you know what, maybe she won't, gel well with a certain group, this, the certain client that, you know, is, you know, totally different personality, right? Who knows? And, 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 and that's okay. You know, that's okay. And, and we can have, you know, options, you know, you know, I, I have a, an electrician that would do well with this, but he won't do well with another project. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's one of the other things that I actually really enjoy about provisors is that, we need options because you're right, Fong. Like you're not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not whatever, right? I mean, we we have we need to be and we need to have awareness around this, right? Mm-hmm, like you're mm-hmm. not you. Sometimes you just know the client well enough where you're like, that personality is not going to work. We need to send somebody else in, right? And so that's the great thing about provisors is that we get to know other people. And I don't like to think of them as competitors because I think we've all have to stick together and there's plenty of work to do in this world. Um, but we get to know them. And like I have sent a ton of business to other CPAs. It, the client just wasn't right for us for whatever mm-hmm. reason or mm-hmm. just a million different things. And I think that is a really excellent point is, is that we have, to, we have to know, we have to be true to ourselves in order to maybe get the most out of a good networking relationship, right? We have to, we can't take every client. Even if it doesn't work for us, we have to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're not sending us the right type. This is not the type of client that I want. I don't do that kind of work. Like this is outside of my scope normally or whatever. But we got to be real. We have a lot. We have to be probably a little bit more direct about kind of creating that little, those boundaries about sort of what we do and what we don't do. Right. Um, Otherwise, you know, we make people mad. We'll make them mad. Like, you know, well, you didn't treat my client very good. Well, I didn't want that kind of client, you know, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So right. it won't end well. So I think there, we also have some responsibility to make it a good thing too. It's responsibility and respect because when you do that and you say, Hey, Holly, I don't think she's right for me, but she might be right for Susie, you know, somebody different. Um, I think that creates respect. Um, I want to talk about what kind of tools do we use to to, to ensure good conversations when you're networking. Like before I have a networking meeting, I would make a list of questions, like a one-on-one. If I'm having a one-on-one, I'm, I'm going to want to know something about that person because in that 30 minute time with them, I want to make it productive. I don't want just, I don't want it to be like, Oh, you're from Kansas city. I'm from Dallas. You have a dog. I have a dog. That's crazy. Right. I want to know that our conversation is going to go somewhere. So what do you ladies do to make sure that that your networking is purposeful and what tools are you using to make that happen? Okay. I'm just going to have to admit that I pretty much suck at this part. <laughs> like, what? I mean, I, I do. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I might be sort of a little bit more impulsive, Holly. Um, and that's probably bad. I probably do need to be more intentional about what it is that I'm going to get out of it. But sometimes, you know, I just show up and I'm just, 
Who are you? Where did we meet? I can't remember. Oh, you got introduced <laughs> this way. Oh, that's awesome. What do you do? Okay. I mean, like, I might be so ill prepared. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I'm being honest, right? Um, you know, I think that uh this is something that we had a gentleman come here and teach us about all sorts of different things. But one of the things resonated with me, and that was that we should always let curiosity lead the way. Yes. And I think as long as we do that. Maybe that's okay. I don't. I can't say for sure because I haven't done it any other way. <laughs> right. But maybe Fong will have some really awesome tips. I'm going to take good notes and I'm going <laughs> to implement those ideas. Uh, well, you know what, Susan? Like, it's okay because I just. I'm going to be honest. You're not alone. Um, I think during the time of where I was just running really crazy and kind of getting to a point where I was just like showing up too and going, Oh my gosh, where, which group? And I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to see what you do. What do you do? Um, but you know, there was a short period of time that I kind of started using certain tools. So if we're talking about tools. I'll share those, you know, um, I started carrying a little notebook where after, you know, the meeting with this person, just being able to write certain notes down, you know, Jane Doe, you know, commercial real estate, you know, blah, blah, has, you know, three kids, da, da, da. you know, just something that to remind myself in the future, um, if there was something meaningful in the conversation, I might add so that I can just, you know, it's where we're meeting so, so many people. I mean, oh. gosh, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, you know, we got to give ourselves grace. I mean, I'm, you know, sometimes can't remember like what, you know, I did, you know, my kid's birthday. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's coming up. Right. <laughs> so, um, so with that, and then I also started using even Evernote too, which as you know, Evernote is, you know, on your phone, you can just add it and add your notes and it's always with you. Um, that was shared with me by another, Provisors. Uh, uh, I've never heard of Evernote. I'm going to oh, yeah. must Google. Now. And then I would say that honestly, um, when I network, I mean, I would say 25 to 30% of the time is to know what they do. The other 75, 80% is honestly to know them as a person. I want to know who I agree. you are. So, I agree. Yes, I know, Susan, that you, you know, you're a CPA, you know, you're, you're a partner in your firm. I know what CPAs do for the most part. Okay. If they're special niches, great. Okay. Once we get that out of the way, who are you? Who is Susan? You know, I really want to get to know you as a person. Um, and, and that to me is where, you know, it's what it's, it's more authentic to know people in that manner, you know, you're, you know, to know your, your, family and, you know, your, um, you know, recreation, what do you like to do? And maybe there's some commonality that we can connect because those types of commonalities can go, oh gosh, you like to ice skate. Let's go. Cause I love to do the same or whatever the case may be. Right. And yeah. then that allows us to build on that friendship and that relationship, um, to do things outside of just going to lunch. Uh, and, right. and, and, and it really, you know, and I think that's where, the, 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 the relationship really deepens and it goes a long, long way. Um, Which also it, shows that you care about the other person. You care about their interests, their activities, absolutely. their family. It counts. Exactly. Exactly. So 
that's what I t- typically do is I really want to get to know the person for who they are. Right. Um, and I'm going to remember that a lot more and I'm going to go, you know, but what they do, okay, you're a fractional CFO, you know, you do this or that, but I'm going to remember Susan. So if I needed CPA, guess what? I remember Susan. Right. I, I think that's so true. I think we should endeavor always to be memorable. Mm-hmm. That should be. I mean, this is. I had recently um, um, had a conversation about business cards, and sometimes I just will not carry them because I'm like, if you do not remember who I am, um, and you won't like, I gotta find that lady and ask somebody like, who was that CPA who was here? Like, if you're not thinking that, like, I then I did not do my job in a networking event, right? I did not leave an, an impression upon you where you're like, I have to know her. Like I will find a way to know that person because I think she will be really awesome to have a friendship with and, you know, to collaborate with. So I think in some ways we have to do that. Um, but I am, I am totally with you, Fong, on that. Um, sometimes it is a little bit more personal and sometimes it's even more social. I was having this discussion with my husband and, you know, he said, we, you know, we just don't socialize enough. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I socialize like every day, all day. That's all I do. And he was like, well, no, but with friends. And I was like, it really stopped me for a second. And I thought, yeah, but I'm with friends. Like the people I'm networking with, they are my friends. So I don't feel like I'm getting shortchanged on social time or anything. I'm I'm doing that. He works from home. He doesn't see anybody ever. And so, you know, I was like, I'm going to get you started on some networking events, dear. <laughs> right. We need to bring them. We need to bring them in. Uh, yeah. Why can't we have couples networking? I think this should be, this could be a thing. It really could be. I mean, let's do it. You know? I think that's a great idea. I think okay. it's terrific. We're starting a um, new group. We are. <laughs> Um, I have one tool that I, or tip that I use when I'm networking, I use the 80, 20 rule. Like I try to only talk 20% of the time and I let them talk 80% because if I want to genuinely learn about them, I will listen and pay attention to what they say, because I think we can get caught up in talking, talking, talking. And I think it's important us important for us as networkers to listen. So I do try to use that. Um, in my conversations. And that seems to help. And it gets them to open up. Absolutely. So I agree. Yeah. I like that. Uh, you know, I also I keep hearing this over and over again, like listen to listen, not listen to respond. So I'm trying to make it like when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say something, I'm like, okay, Susan, that's stop listening to respond. Start listening to just listen, right? That's good so, advice though, because we know the listen to responders, you know, you, yeah, I see that a lot. But listen to listen is different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm working on it. I think Audible actually helps improve listening skills or listening to podcasts helps you to improve listening skills because you're, that's the only input, right? There's no video or anything. It's just listening. And, and so I don't know, every time I, every time I'm like, yes, in the car to some like podcast or something, I'm like, no, don't listen to respond. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a whole other podcast right there. Oh man. Okay. Well, let me know when you record it and I'll okay. get better. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, we're in the end of this ladies. So last question I'm going to ask you is how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to get to know you better and know about your businesses? Fong, tell us how they can get in touch with you. 
Sure. Do you want us to give our contact information or whatever you're comfortable with? If you want to give an email address or LinkedIn, that's great. Sure. Um, my email is P and then Jennings, J E N N I N G S at E G P S.com. Um, kind of hard to remember. So a girl, Paul at Paul Sam.com <laughs> makes it easier. Um, so uh, best way, just shoot me an email and or LinkedIn. And um, yeah, if anything comes up, I'm happy to help. Make connections or whatever. Thank you. Susan, how can they find you? Yeah, same way, LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you'll find me, Susan Bryant, CPA. Um, and you know, as it turns out, Fong, you're not alone. I've got an email address with a bunch of weird letters at the end too. <laughs> So um, best way to email me, S Bryant, S-B-R-Y-A-N-T at mbgcpa.com. So we've got <laughs> something a whole in alphabet right there. We've got I know, the whole alphabet. I know. We're only missing just a few. I need a Q and a J, I think. That's, then we um, complete it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, love to connect people on LinkedIn and stay in touch. And, and of course, you know, this has just been such a pleasure. Thank you, Holly. Well, thank you ladies for joining me today. Thank you for all the valuable advice and input and insight. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Networking is essential on so many levels to grow your business, to find support in your community and have the ability to be able to know individuals that you work with, that you know, like, and trust. Here are my two parting tips for you today. The first one is if you have not started networking yet, start now. Commit yourself that you'll put your toe in the water in the coming months. Even make it a new year resolution for 2023. Beginning to build your network now will only benefit you later. Don't wait like I did. Secondly, start small. You don't have to go to every networking event initially because it can be overwhelming. Instead, just pick one or two to become acquainted with, get to know the members, and then decide if that is the right spot for you. Those are my parting words for you today. This is Holly Kaplan. Cheers until the next episode of Talking Confidence. Thank you, Talking Confidence listeners, for joining me today for this episode. If you would like to connect with me personally for confidence coaching or speaking events, you can reach me at hollykaplan.com. If you would like to buy my book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World, you can find your copy at amazon.com. Thanks.